Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 79th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we we went to this little vintage uh, antique show. Mm-hmm. And we picked up, uh, they were wine testing or tasting, and we picked up this bottle of wine from Whispering Meadows mm-hmm. Winery. Yep. Vineyard and Winery. It's the Sangria. Yeah. It's good. It is really good. Yeah. yeah we tasted several. Mm-hmm. And I liked this one and the, the Always On My Mind. Yeah. What was the other one? It's, a, it's local Oklahoma wine out mm-hmm. of McAllister. Yeah. Um, and so we need to get down there and go see them. Uh-oh. What was that? <laughs> um, but we need to go down there because I'd like to take a tour mm-hmm. of the place. Yeah, I know. Me too. It's a couple hours away. Yeah. Or maybe not exactly two hours. Again, it's um, an Oklahoma wine, and they have actual Oklahoma grapes, too. Yeah, because there's some grapes. that say they're local, but they import. Uh-huh, from California. From California. Uh-huh. They, they actually use their own stuff down there. Yeah. Um, they were the ones that had the habanero. Yeah, yeah, we tried yeah, we tried this habanero mm-hmm. one and it was pretty good. It had like the a little bit of heat like going down. It didn't I didn't think it really tasted like habaneros. No. But it, it was, was still good. It was good. Um, cuz that was the one It would have been good they, in Bloody Mary. Yeah, mix. that they mixed it with they have their own Bloody Mary mix too. Mm-hmm. And so they use it for that and I think that would be really good. Yeah, but it was yeah. I think so too. They had, they had they didn't just have Sweet stuff. This, you know, we like sweet wine, so this is pretty sweet. But they, they had, they had just, you know, some good dry reds and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was very, very good. Yeah. So this week we are going to be talking about boundaries. Um, I'm actually surprised that we've never talked about this before. Like, had an actual episode yeah, about it. You know? I know. I mean, we've we've kind of touched on it mm-hmm. yeah we in different have. episodes uh-huh. um, but we've never really done a dedicated one and i think we've we've seen a couple of things recently and had a couple of questions that yeah. we were like hey this we could we could talk about this yeah let's do it yeah uh-huh but before we get started with that seth has his dumbass post of the week yes this one is forget all the reasons why your relationship won't work and believe the one reason why it will yeah <laughs> the one reason why it will is because you're stubborn and don't recognize the nine red flags as to why you should get the hell out of there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if there's all kinds of different reasons that yeah. you shouldn't be in the relationship. Well, what is the one? What's yeah. the one reason that you should stay? Yeah. I mean, how big is that one reason that you should ignore everything else and stay for? Because mm-hmm. I can't cannot think of what it is. Yeah. And... It's not kids. No. It's not because I love them. You have a skewed version of love if you're going to put up with all these other reasons as someone cheats you like crap or why you have a bad relationship, but you think that that's what love is. Yeah. So I don't know what the one would be. I don't, I don't know either. Money? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. Not at all. I don't know. I don't know either. I think that's I think that's dumb. Mm. It is a dumbass post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. We are going to be talking about boundaries. 
And so one thing that, like, like Seth said, we, you know, a few things came up that were geared towards this. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was an article that we saw on this famous radio station in Denver called mm-hmm. Soccer and Steve. <clears throat> and, um, and so they shared something about this guy. So I guess let's kind of tell the story of it. Mm-hmm. A guy... Well, it's the, you start with the girls. Okay, no. So <laughs> these two girls are friends. Best friends. Best friends. And one of the girls got dumped by her boyfriend. And the other girl's boyfriend, the best friend's boyfriend, was like, he, he ended up buying her flowers. To make her feel better. He bought his girlfriend's best friend flowers to make her feel better about her breakup. Yeah. And we, you know, we're really looking at it because there were tons and tons of comments um, about it saying, you know, oh, what a good guy and, and this and that. Maybe a few that were like, that's weird. Like, yeah. why, why, why would, would he buy his that? girlfriend's best friend flowers for anything? Uh-huh. And we were looking at it. And but there was, there was most of the comments were they didn't see the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think was there a question to it like you know is yeah, this was, a was this was this yeah how would you feel uh-huh. and people were like this, this is America now if somebody does something nice and somebody has to ruin it right can't you just see that it was a nice gesture people people that thought it was okay were extremely defensive there wasn't any comments of somebody being like if my boyfriend did that I'd kick his ass so <laughs> yeah. there wasn't big vocal arguments from the side of maybe that's not the most appropriate thing, Uh but the people that were defending his actions were very defensive about why it was okay. Uh Right. So we posed the question to each other. To ourselves. Yeah. And, and we were like, is that, I mean, we, we believe that it's definitely a kind gesture I think people were getting wrapped around the fact that when the few said that's inappropriate, that everybody thought that the gesture was inappropriate. And Mm -hmm. that's not the problem with it. No. Being thoughtful is not bad. Being kind is not bad. Mm -hmm. Wanting to do something for somebody when they've gone through something bad is a good thing. Yeah. So it's not the gesture that that was the problem. Mm -hmm. It was the context and the whole thing behind it. Yeah. And so we, you know, we, we've, we've said before that we like to put our shoes in the other foot, in the other one's foot. Put our foot or in the foot other one's shoes. shoes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> put our foot in the other one's shoes and, and try to see, well, how would I feel about mm-hmm. this? How would I feel if Seth got one of my friend's flowers just because. Right. I mean, yes, there's a reason why he got her the flowers, but... Well, we, we've had many friends, and even some of them of late, get divorced. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I would never suggest, and mainly because I guess I don't think that way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I would never be like, oh, you know, they just went through a, a, a divorce. I'm going to go ahead and send her some flowers. Yeah. Well, and I think that... I think it really depends on if the guy talked to his girlfriend about it too. 
And to be fair with the article, mm-hmm. the girlfriend did not have a problem with this. The girlfriend, I can't remember if she, she shared it on social media, something, or you know, maybe the girl that got it put it out. I, I can't remember. Maybe she put, put, put the pictures of flyers out there and said, you know he's a keeper when your your best friend's boyfriend. Oh, that's right. You know, gives you something. And the and the girlfriend did not appear to have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. So whatever my opinion is or your opinion or anybody else's is at the end of the day, if the couple that was involved didn't have a problem with it, then it's, then it's not a problem for right. them. Right. Uh-huh. And that's not what we're debating. We're no. not trying to say she should have a problem with no, it. No, not at all. Because certain people and that's really kind of the point of the conversation is everybody's boundaries are different. Mm-hmm. People have certain lines they don't want crossed, which may be closer than somebody else's is farther away. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is, I think this is a pretty good scenario or question to bring up because you have to be honest with yourself because I think your, your initial gut reaction is like, well, if I say I have a problem with that, I'm going to sound like a dick. Yeah, I'm going to sound like a jealous, controlling mm-hmm. person. And... I don't want my partner, I don't want anybody else to make or look at me like that, Yeah, you know? And I don't know. I think that it's because when I, when I looked at it, me in that scenario, mm-hmm. it's weird because, you know, I, I tried to really think about it. I'm like, well, would I get upset? I guess that would be kind of weird mm-hmm. is what I was thinking, you yeah. know? Like, well, why would you want to yeah. just send her flowers on your own? And, and we, we came to the understanding that whether he had the idea or not, in our situation, we would send flowers from us. Together, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Not just... Just from me. Right. Uh-huh. It would be something that we did together. Uh-huh. It would, you know... You're going to get through this. We love you and care about you. Let us know if you need anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Seth and Crystal. Well, I know. And, I mean, just recently we went to Colorado and we surprised my friend with flowers for her birthday together, mm-hmm. too. You know, it was like, it wasn't you sending, sending her, her birthday flowers. Yeah. It was both of us as a couple. Or even, like, you know, I travel by myself sometimes if I... if. You had been like, oh, it's Michelle's birthday. And I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to swing by and give her some flowers for her birthday. Yeah. That would be inappropriate. It would. And I and wonder what her boyfriend would think about that. Yeah, I know. Yes, He I did know. what? Because, I mean, if, if if somebody, if any guy gave uh-huh. you flowers, uh-huh. it would be a problem. I, w- I would have a problem with it. You know, and that's funny because there was, when when I was with my ex, there was this guy that I worked with. That, that did send me flowers, or he got me flowers, and I had to lie about it and say that I got them from a girl at work. Mm. And I think that even then I knew that... This is bad. Yeah, this is not right. Right. You know, it's not... I mean, why I'm obviously I had to, I felt like I had to hide it from my boyfriend Mm -hmm. at the time. So how, well, that should be your first instinct that it's bad. Right. You know, Uh and I think that's what people 
if you're having a hide or lie, then you know that there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But I think some people try to dismiss that and say, there's nothing wrong with it. I just know my boyfriend would have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And they try to spin it like it's their problem. We've talked in here before that whatever the jealousies is, whatever jealousies are, whatever the issues are, if your partner has a problem with something, it's a problem for both of you. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to admit that because they want to be, it's easier for somebody to say, you're just jealous. Mm-hmm. Or you need to get over this. When if you're in a relationship, that's a couple's relationship issue. It is. Not just on one person. Mm-hmm. Is that too close to the computer? It oh. looks like the back of it is. Almost set our Mac on fire. I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, I think that that type of stuff just gets dismissed like that. And that's what we talked about, I think on the jealousy episode and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but you know, we, we, we can tend to go down a rabbit hole with it and start changing up the hypotheticals behind it. Well, what if it was this person? Yeah. What if it was that person? Well, and how, that's what we did. And that's exactly what we did. Uh-huh. It's like, well, what about the relationship? Is it different if they're married? Is it okay if they're married? What? And ultimately it was like, well, what would make this appropriate and what other aspects, even beyond what happened, could make it inappropriate? Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, being inappropriate would be hiding it, mm-hmm. sneaking around about it, um, doing things without consulting. In, in the story that we're talking about, he did, I don't want to say he got the okay from his girlfriend, but he did. He brought it up to her and she knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... She didn't post on Instagram, and the girlfriend is like, what the hell? Yeah, I know. That and she found out that way. Uh That's not what happened. Right. Um, So for that one, all three people involved had no problem with it. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. So it's fine. I know. But I am a big stickler for they were just boyfriend and girlfriend. I think you have a different set of rules and conduct and boundaries when you are married. Yeah. yeah. Right? I Yes and no. But I mean, it p- depends on how... Because you want... If you're boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know, you want to take your relationship further, then I think that there's still... I would have liked to have known how long they were together. Yeah. If it was new, maybe it's just a learning curve. Yeah, maybe. If they've been boyfriend and girlfriend for 10 years... I would have had a problem with it because why the hell aren't you married by now? Mm-hmm. That's what I would have looked at. We've been dating for how long? Yeah. You know? And you get her flowers. And, right. Yeah. I mean, I know even up until the point we were engaged and probably even now, I was just so infatuated with you. It would have never crossed my mind to even want to get anybody else flowers at all. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of how I looked at it initially. It was like, well, that's... Why would he do that? That's mm-hmm. And it was... My response as to why would he do that was because I know I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And so as people, we tend to associate the story or our perspective based on what we would do. Mm -hmm. And that's immediately what I did. Well, I wouldn't do that. And you were like, I would be upset if he did that. Yeah. Because that's how we are. Yeah. I think that... uh, And it's important that we know... How we are. Yeah. These boundaries that we have, these unsaid boundaries, I guess, that Mm -hmm. we have for each other. And it's not that we have to make these rules. It's just we know what 
to do and what not to do in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that that started from the, from the beginning of our relationship. I think that, I think maybe what we said about our exes Mm -hmm. probably set the example for each of us. Or set the boundaries. Or boundaries, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, because we, we, we recently, we just had this discussion on, you know, what did, when we first started seeing each other, my my initial, I guess, constant, well, I don't know if I'd say constant, but my going through my divorce and openly discussing all of the things that I felt that she did wrong did that, and the question I, I asked you was, did that drive, are you the way you are because... That's just how I am. That's how you are, or are you are the way you are with me because you know what I went through? And your your answer was, I think it's a combination of both. both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really do think that it's a combination of both. And I think that, because I told you that it's... I was not perfect at all in my previous relationship. There were things that I did looking back now that I'm like, what the hell? Like, why when, did I do that? And you said some of that, even when I talked about what my ex did, you were like, I did the same thing yeah, uh-huh. to my to my ex. Right, exactly. Yeah. And now it's like, I know that those things that I did were completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I just can't believe that I can't even believe now that I did those, but you learned, I know. And, and you were able to, even if you couldn't see what happened when you did it, you were at least able to see from my perspective on how it felt on the receiving end. I know. Yeah. And that I think that gives somebody perspective because you don't, you don't really hear or see the outcome sometimes when you do something to somebody like that. And I, I don't, I mean, I think that, you know, my ex was one of those that she would listen to other people before she would listen to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was out of frustration and lack of respect and all those things. But those were the exact same feelings you had for your ex as well. Mm-hmm. So if he would have ever set you down and said, hey, what you did, here's how it made me feel because you were frustrated with him because you were unhappy with him, you probably would have still tuned him out. Mm-hmm. But when you hear it from somebody that you respect their opinion, you, mm-hmm. you're you open more to what they're going to say, it tends to, to resonate. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you, even hearing it from, from a third party of somebody, maybe you're not even in a relationship at all, saying it can tend to resonate. And that's one of the things we found from the podcast is we'll talk about things that we went through that we did to our partners, they did to us, and they hear it from that non-objective third party and mm-hmm. they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is, I've done, I've done some shit to my partner. I should not have yeah, been doing and I'm going to stop it. Uh-huh. And I'm, I would think it's fair to say that their partner has brought those things up, but mm-hmm. they just ignored it for all the reasons we just talked about. I know, but it takes someone, mm-hmm. someone else saying it to actually understand and realize that, Oh wow, I guess I am doing something wrong yep. or have been or did. Did and something wrong. Once you correct it, just keep it corrected. Yeah, I know, and I think that's what—that's what we did do, mm-hmm. both of us. Yeah, is we—we we just didn't look back at 
doing anything wrong. We just tried to look forward and do everything right. Well, and, and we, even, even when we talked about the things in our previous relationships when we started dating, it wasn't, it was never this, oh yeah, she did this, so make sure you don't ever no, do that. No, uh-uh, it wasn't like that. It was really just kind of sharing the experiences. And, and my, my thought at the time was not to, well, I'm going to tell her all this horrible shit that I went through so she won't act like that. Yeah. It was just because I didn't have anybody to talk to about it except mm-hmm. you. And so that's why, because I had never shared all of the things that I went through with anybody. Right. I had just bottled it up for 12 years and didn't share it with anybody. And so mm-hmm. you were kind of the outlet for me to finally just say, oh my gosh, well, this is what has happened and, and share those stories and the horrific incidents and some I've shared on here, but a lot I haven't shared mm-hmm. on here. Um, and so it was just nice to have that sounding board. It wasn't, there wasn't anything behind it to be like, I'm going to tell her all this stuff so she will know exactly what not to ever do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you and I have never done, and you know, we've made it perfectly clear on here, we don't argue, we don't fight, but we've never at, at any point in time in our time together at all have ever told the other one, that's exactly what my ex did. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no way. And that tells me that we're both way better than our exes. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Because there hasn't even been anything where I've even thought that. Like, oh, <laughs> that's something my ex would have done. Yeah. I'm not going to say it, though, because that'll cause a fight. <laughs> it's just, it's a non-issue. I know. Yeah. Oh, man, I could not imagine. Because if that did happen, I would question things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. You know? And But we hear a lot of divorced people in their current or their new relationship, second relationship, Whatever there is, my mouth's watering from the the, the sangria. I can't I can't talk right. Um, but th- that is a common. I don't know if I'd say common go to, but it has happened. Oh yeah. Oh, that's exactly what my ex did. Oh, you sound just like my ex. That's or something. something that you do not. Yeah. Say. Even if they are doing it, you do not say that. No. <laughs> but if they are doing it constantly. Guess what? You decided to get in a relationship with someone that was just like your ex, and that's your fucking fault, mm-hmm. not theirs. Right. You just suck at picking partners. Yeah. If everything your current partner does is the same shit that your ex did that drives you nuts or pisses you off or whatever, that's your fault for picking somebody just like your ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. You screwed up. <laughs> Can you pour me some wine, please? Mm-hmm. When you... um, well, I think that... The with these with these boundaries though, like what what we were talking about before with like friends and stuff. I think that we we talked about it um, getting prepared for the episode and like if they like the mutual friend thing. If they're mm-hmm. if they're a mutual friend, it's it's okay for us. Um, to like buy gifts and stuff like that. Well, we were trying to co- we were trying to think of someone that fit that same scenario, mm-hmm. and it didn't because other things had been reciprocated. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this one-off thing, like birthday presents, Christmas presents, whatever it is. If we have a friend that's not married, that we get that stuff for 
they get it for us. Mm-hmm. It's not just a mindless, oh, I was thinking about your guy friend today while I was at the store and I bought him this and I'm just going to give it to him next time I see him. Yeah. That's weird. It is And weird. that's inappropriate. <laughs> and that's different than, hey, you know, your friend's birthday is in five months from now, but I found this and I think he would really like that. Let's give this to him for his birthday. The joint presentation of it is mm-hmm. one of the things that makes that situation more appropriate. Yeah. No matter who had the idea. Right. Because we started we started talking about things that we people we had interacted with personally in our own and that we relationship that we've done it for done. And, and it was not a problem. No. I was not like, "Ugh. What? Why would you do that?" You know, yeah. it, so it never created any hostility, any issue at all. And so we were like, well, why? Why did we have a problem with the story that we saw on Facebook, yeah. but we don't have a problem with that? And it's like, well, for one, it's it's our mutual friend now. It was, even if it was somebody that I was friends with for a very long time, you are now friends with that person as well. Uh-huh. And anything that we get him is from us. Mm-hmm. He still buys things specifically for you or specifically for me, and I've never... Had a, I've, I've never questioned it, yeah. and I've never even thought anything about it because that's just how we are. And when he has a girlfriend or is in a relationship, we do the, if we like her, <laughs> we do the <laughs> same thing for her uh-huh. if we know her, and if not, we don't. Right. But it was never even a point of discussion at all mm-hmm. uh, of how it is. Um, you know, sometimes when we shop for friends that it's going to be their birthday. I may pick out what it is for the female because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, she would like that. Let's get her this. And you may pick out what the for guy the would like. Oh, right. look. And part of that is because I'm used to shopping for women. Yeah, and I'm, I'm used to shopping. And you're used to shopping for guys. Right, yeah. So it's kind of funny how it works, but we, we've never even stopped him. Like, Ugh, how did you know that that's what she would like? I know. You know, so yeah. it's never even been I an know. issue. So it was it was a little kind of funny. Looking like at the really story, digging being in like, and well, looking at it. Why did we have a problem yeah. with that? Why did we think that was inappropriate? And I think it was really because of the context of her friend. It, the story was not, we had a friend that just went through a breakup and we got them mm-hmm. flowers. That's totally different. Mm-hmm. Just by saying we instead of he. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That, that one, one simple one word. One simple word <laughs> changes the appropriateness of the entire story. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the physical present itself may be different. Flowers are typically something that guys buy women when they are interested in them. Mm-hmm. And I know that his perspective doesn't really matter to most people when you hear this story, but what do you think the ex-boyfriend thought? Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to give a shit about his opinion, but perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend probably thought, oh, I knew he had a thing for her this whole time. Mm-hmm. I just knew that motherfucker liked her this whole time. And sure as shit, as soon as we break up, what's he do? He's trying to sneak in there and get her flowers. Yeah. Because that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And whether the intent or the gesture was kind and sincere or not, what it looks like is is pretty close to what probably the ex-boyfriend saw. Shady. Yeah. It's very shady. Uh-huh. I know. I know. I mean, it's funny just to kind of pick it apart mm-hmm. and and look at all different angles of it. <laughs> and, yeah, and you can understand 
why someone would be upset about it, but then you can understand why it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah. You, exactly. you can, yeah, if you look at it, you can see why everybody has different opinions and perspectives mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And that's important. Um, so, and it, we didn't even bring that up to for, for debate so people could push back on it because mm-hmm. we truly do see the entire circle around it of yeah. why it's okay, why it's not, why it's appropriate, why it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And, and so we really do see every angle of it. Um, yeah. Well, so I wanted to say uh, another another one, another boundary issue that we have talked about, just you and I, is, well, and I'm sure we've touched on it here on the podcast a little bit, but is boundaries on social media, mm-hmm. too. And it's funny just kind of, like, when it's just you and I talking about it, and and we're like... Well, is this okay to do? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, wh- how it all kind of came about was we were. I think we were talking. We were talking about transformations and fitness and mm-hmm. things like that, right? Yeah. And because we are part of the fitness community, we we are mutual friends with guys and girls and couples and singles and people that that prepare, prep, compete, Mm -hmm. and share a lot of half-naked photos of themselves going through this transformation process and getting ready to step on a stage, both guys and girls. Right. And there's a. I know that there's some people that would be like, oh, they're talking about me, but we know a good chunk of people that do this. So this is not directed at one person. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we know chunks of men and women that both do this. And there's different factors of who they are and our closeness to them and our relationship with them and how we see them and how we don't. And so one of the things that I I can't remember how we exactly kicked it off, but th- there was not an issue. There was not a problem. Mm-mm. Well, I think we were talking about we were talking about another topic. Honestly, something else. Right? It was another topic that we were um, trying to prepare for mm-hmm. a different episode, and this came up. Came up in it. And I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it was the. I think it was when we talked about the if you're married, act married. Maybe it was. But because we talked a lot about social media, mm-hmm. and so I think we looked at it from okay, let's look at it from that. You know, not just the person putting themselves out there on social media. Let's look at it from the perspective of people interacting. And if the person putting themselves out there is trying to get attention, the people that are giving them attention. Why are they doing it, and how is that perceived as well? Mm-hmm. And so it, that kind of snowballed into this fitness thing of you know guys we know sharing photos of them in a, a bikini, speedo. a speedo, uh-huh. and seeing their transformation, and without a thought, both of us like being me. like, like great job, yeah, and then a girl. Sharing a picture of, you know, in a bikini. bikini, very revealing bikini, and both of us without a thought, like liking it. it. Yeah. Great job. You yeah. look awesome. And so it was like, well, is that appropriate? Uh-huh. It, and it's like, it, it seems like it's not a big deal. Yeah, because we didn't see it. It wasn't a big deal to us. No. And we didn't want to create a big deal. No. But it was like, well, is is that appropriate? At what point... What's the line? Uh-huh. Why is it okay? 
for me to see a picture of, of a girl that we know that is in a bikini with tanned up, ready to walk on stage, who is very revealing. Backside is pretty much a thong. You can see most of her ass. Mm-hmm. She's in peak condition. She looks great. She looks sexy. She looks beautiful, whatever. And I'm like it. Why is that okay? But when, if it's the same girl, mm-hmm. takes a photo in a bikini, hanging out by the pool <laughs> with a drink in her hand, if I liked that, it would be a problem. Oh, it would be inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we, when we talked about that, we were like, that's, that's funny that it's the same thing, but not. Mm-hmm. And so why is one okay and one is not? Mm-hmm. And, and then we looked at it from, from the guy, from the perspective of it's a guy doing the same thing. Like, yeah. why is it okay for her to, you know, we see a guy we know that's getting ready for competition. He takes a picture in Speedo and you like it and mm-hmm. say great job and thumbs up or whatever. Yeah. And show the little, the flex thing. Yeah. But if, if it's the same guy and he takes a selfie in the mirror in his underwear yeah. and thought it posts, you know, felt cute, might post later, might take down later. It's a problem if you like it. Uh-huh. And so it was just kind of funny having the conversation of why mentally why is why is one okay and why one is not? that different? Yeah, uh huh. I, I know. I thought that was it was really funny just thinking about it because <laughs> I, I I kind of felt dumb. Like, well, shit. Are they all bad? Yeah, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe maybe <clears throat> I should stop. And not only that, but like, you know, if other people. That we know or whatever, like, see us commenting on... What do they think? On that stuff. Like, yeah. gee, why is Seth commenting on her stuff? Or, geez, mm-hmm. Crystal must have a thing for this dude, you right. know? Yeah, and it's funny because, like, even when we're just in the privacy of our own home and we're we're looking at social media, all the time, both of us are like, oh, my gosh, look at her transformation. Yeah. Or look at his transformation. Or did you see this guy from the gym? And it's not if she, if you ever show me a picture of a guy shirtless who went from dad bod to hot bod, mm-hmm. I'm never like, why the fuck are you looking at his photos? And vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you take the fitness aspect out of it, <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah, I know. And it's like it's it's a double standard, really. Yeah, but it's a double standard we're creating ourselves. I know. <laughs> I know. It's not like a society double standard. That's it's something so dumb, we're creating huh? in our own yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Where it's like, this is appropriate, this is not inappropriate. But, I mean, really though, with with like social media and stuff, like, when is it okay to comment on somebody's, you know, someone of the opposite sex's picture or, yeah, you know, and then when is it... Yeah, you know, one of the things that, you know, I I am, and once again, I think it's just kind of just my own level of awareness. I, I just, I steer clear of doing those comments. I, I will never comment on a woman's picture, friend, or not of what oh, great look, progress. Yeah, or something. I will do it backhanded. With a joke uh-huh. or something funny or pick on him. I mean, like, Angie. Angie's a good example yeah. <laughs> of her little throwback photos 
of, of what I had said about her, but it's it's all lighthearted and it's fun. Yeah. But I know there are certain things that I could say that either she could misconstrue, you could misconstrue, or her husband could misconstrue. Oh, I know. Or our circle of friends could misconstrue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we've said it on here before, and I, I have felt this way for years and years and years, that perception is reality. And I, I am very careful to, best of my ability, watch what the perception is of outsiders or, or whoever it is that can see what I do. I get very upset when I see something in my search of Instagram of, of a naked woman and it says based on photos you liked because I've never liked one of those photos. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? That I've never ever clicked the heart button on a half naked woman in any way, shape or form, I guess aside from someone I know in the fitness community. Oh yeah. But uh-huh. that's <clears throat> once again, as we established for us, that's different. <laughs> yeah. And so some girl you know, spread eagle with a smiley face between her crotch, and it says based on photos you like. I'm like, where? On what photo? I want to see the photo. Like, I get super defensive about <laughs> it because it's like I've never done that, and th- those things kind of drive me nuts. But I, I am very careful to make sure that I don't do those things. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want someone. I don't. One of the things that we we have we have really been good at is. We don't have the drama because we don't do things like that that can create that kind of drama. Yeah, you know, that's so you know? true. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've both had one or two things where a few years ago, one of us said or did something on social media where somebody else saw it and was like, what was that about? And oh, it was yeah. like, well... We didn't think there was anything wrong with that. What are you talking about? And then that was just eye-opening that of that perception is reality, that somebody sees something that was innocent and off the cuff and not flirtatious and not forthcoming or anything like that, but somebody else read too deep into it. And so you find you understand that people really read into that. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, if... There's certain people, even even if you have someone that you're close with, that you're friends with, that you know you're connected to via family or things like that, that you just want to be genuinely supportive of. Oh, you change a profile picture? Picture? Oh, you look nice. I'll, I'll hit like. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're looking for. Like, oh my gosh, I thought Seth was super faithful to his wife, and he's he's liking all my photos now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, know? because people do go there. Yeah, they do. And so you 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 have to be kind of kind of aware of that. Uh Um, You know, and and it's it's funny how people can tend to respond to that, and and they set their own boundaries, which are different than their partner's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And they have a different set of rules for them than they do their partner as well. I know. You know, with you always saying the perception is reality thing, it always it always reminds me of this one time when I worked with, I, I guess I was pretty close to this male coworker, and uh, and I remember us talking about it where like if I were to go, if you were to go and have lunch with a female coworker. Mm-hmm. And this was when we were living in Colorado, and 
you and someone from my family walked in the restaurant, walked into the restaurant and saw you with that female coworker, even though there's nothing going on. I know the girl or whatever. And I knew that you went to lunch with her. Mm -hmm. What, what perception does that give everyone else? Right. You know, my family could have thought, oh, he's. He's on a date right. with a girl. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're calling everyone in the family, mm-hmm. including myself, and then finally it gets to me or whatever. Right. Like, but, but it's the whole whisper in someone's ear around the circle and yeah, see how the story telephone. changes. Right. Yeah. And then, and then what? And, mm-hmm. and, and you, and you always, because I, I remember, I think I, I had lunch with a couple of my coworkers and it was... You know, uh, one of my female coworkers and a male coworker, or whatever, and then, and like, uh, and you weren't mad. You weren't mad at me about any of this, but I remember you bringing it up though, and I, and just like the perception of it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I remember at that point I was like, huh, I I never really thought about what other people. Are yeah. gonna think about well, I, I think I think one of the things I'd said was, you know, I have pictures of you at my desk. Mm-hmm. All these people I work with know who you are, but you don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What too. if one of them had walked in? And that's where you know I, I'd given the snare of I had a male coworker and a female work coworker that we'd got done doing a uh, a video thing that we had to do, and I was gonna take them to lunch to thank them for participating. And I made sure where I sat mm-hmm. was appropriate. I didn't want to be sitting with the girl. Yeah. Just in case someone walked in and saw. And so I think one of the, the thing, one of the things I said was, you know, what if one of my coworkers saw you mm-hmm. sitting next to this guy and comes back and they tell one of my other coworkers, oh, I saw Seth's wife at lunch having an affair. And Yes, this is reaching, and I'm not. This was not a, and even as I'm trying to tell the story, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without sounding like a controlling <laughs> asshole. But it was really just the conversation about the perception of yeah. it, of of what, and that's where we brought the family thing into it of mm-hmm. how how damaging and and really it it was really a revolving around the how we don't let the drama in. Because we're very careful about those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people just aren't. And, and people really want to play the, it was not a big deal. Why, yeah. And we don't want to even have that conversation. No. So uh-huh. we just make sure we don't do things where we have to be forced to defend anything that we did uh-huh. away from one another. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, and so even recently, uh, there was, there's been the stuff out about Justin Timberlake and... That he was with a female coworker one night, mm-hmm. and they, they were holding hands. They were holding hands. There were pictures taken of of them holding hands. Yeah, her with his hand on her with her hand on his leg. Yeah, they were off work from. They're doing a movie in New Orleans, so they were just hanging out in New Orleans. Yeah, and then Jessica was in Montana, yeah. where they live, and wasn't around or anything. And and he was like, you know, there was. It Nothing was the whole crew. It wasn't just he and her. It was everybody from the crew mm-hmm. or a handful of people We've from the crew. We've been working the together. Yeah. And so, like, her her rep came out and said they're just friends, they're just coworkers. They were off 
work for the night, just having a good time. And mm-hmm. that was the defensive argument. And so I'm going to say that again. Put this in context of anybody else's job. Let's say your husband is a construction worker and he has two girls that he works with on the construction site. Or they, that are like an admin or something. Yeah, whatever. He works with two women. And at the end of the day, they all go out for a drink. And one of your friends or family members pulls out their phone and catches a picture of him holding hands with his female worker and her with his hand, her hand on his leg. Is it okay for his defense to be like, look, we were off work, we were just having a good time, hanging out at the bar afterwards? Any girl that says that, oh, it's okay, you're full of fucking shit. No, I said fuck that. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. That ain't happening. But the argument that they gave as to why it was okay was, well, they're just co-workers. I mean... And that's why I say apply that to any other job and tell me if that's okay. Well, and and the, oh, they're just co-workers thing obviously doesn't fly in my book because that's how we met. We were just co-workers. We were just co-workers. We were just friends. Yep. And look what happened, you know? And that's how a lot of relationships can start. Well, our first social interaction away from work was in a group setting together yes. with other co-workers. Yes, I know. Yeah. So. I know. And if, like, that night, because you had given me a hug that night, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I nothing else happened, but you gave me a hug, and if, like, somebody that my ex was friends with, and if they, like, got a picture of us hugging, right? you know, <laughs> he would have thought that I was cheating on him. And he would have halfway been right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because you were about to. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But I think that... Oh, jeez. We're almost done with this. We should have had two bottles. I tell you, people. Hit them up. Whispering Meadows. Sangria it is excellent, isn't That's it? It's really good. Yeah. I can't... I can't pinpoint. There's like a certain... A certain uh, flavor that you're yeah, picking Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. A certain note? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I'm not that you know, pretentious. We, we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving uh-huh. to be released next week. And oh, my gosh. How many bottles of wine did we have yesterday? Oh, a lot. We oh. had cherry, blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, strawberry. Always on my mind. Always on my mind. And the, the spark. Oh, that's right. We had seven bottles yesterday. Oh, this wow. was all that made it out. Yeah, this is the only I one. had to hide it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It is it very is, good. It is... I love it. It's awesome. Um, Okay, back to the topic, though. (laughs) But I think that that's where, you know, but since this whole thing came out about Timberlake and this Mm -hmm. other girl, he has come out and says, you know, and said, I regret that I behave that way. Mm -hmm. He said that he had been drinking, too. Yes. And that's even worse, Mm -hmm. in in my opinion, because I'm like, okay, well... If that's what if you guys were holding hands and and all that, obviously there's some sort of chemistry there. Yeah. And I have never had a coworker on any social interaction. I thought it was okay to touch them. Yeah, no. Huh? And hold their hand unless oh. I was interested in them. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No. That's why I say you know apply it to any other job, mm-hmm. and it's inappropriate across the board. It is absolutely inappropriate I behavior. Know. And she's single. She is single. Oh, she's not in a relationship. Yeah. He's married with kids, and Jeez. she's single. 
So there, there's multiple things that make that type of interaction inappropriate. And for him to state regret is actually the definitive proof that it was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It was. Because if, if he didn't think it was inappropriate, he would have stuck by his guns. Mm-hmm. That, well, it's no big deal. But it, obviously it's a big deal. Yeah, I know. I wonder how his wife felt, though, yeah. about it. And, you know, if she really was like, what the heck, mm-hmm. dude? Well, and and you've seen stuff like this before with other celebrities. And then... And they oh, deny it, deny it. And yeah. Look at what, Brad Pitt and Brad Angelina Pitt, Jolie. Yeah, uh-huh. And, of course, turns out there was something there all mm-hmm. along. Yeah. It's shitty. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, really, but we, what we were getting at was coworkers. Coworkers, though. yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've said on here. I know I, I think I said it to you not too long ago, but we've all been told the same rules since we were like five years old. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. You know the the boundaries for your coworkers should be very very simple. Mm-hmm. The minute you invite them into your personal life by sharing personal experiences, what's going on on your day to day away from work and your personal life, and then you start spending time with them socially outside of work. If you are married or they are married or you guys are in relationships, it's inappropriate mm-hmm. um, because it's going to lead to other things. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I was just telling you stories of, of when I was in the Navy, and, and one of the units I was with was one of the very first integrated units of where they allowed women into that type of unit. Oh, I know. Um, and I was on one of the very first ships, aircraft carriers, they allowed women on the aircraft carrier. And one of the things that I dealt with was being married at the time. Initially, at first glance, I was considered safe. Where these young girls that were single would want to hang out with me or ride in my rental car or spend time with me because they didn't have to worry about you know, hitting me on hitting on them because I was married. And inevitably that turned into them having a crush on me. Mm. And every single time it became this get away from me. I cannot know. We're not, I'm not your big brother. Because that's how it would start was, oh, you remind me of whoever. You remind me of my big brother. You remind me of of my brother, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And they would end up getting some kind of weird little crush. Yeah, And so... I just realized that I've got to, I cannot do that. Even though I thought what I was doing was noble <laughs> and helping them and like, oh, here's these young girls, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for you. Because know, I looked at my ex-wife who was also in the military of, I wouldn't want her to feel that way. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'm doing kind of the right thing. And then it was like, nope, <laughs> helping never helps. <laughs> Yeah, so remember that's, that. That's one thing that, like, with you. Yeah, that I, every time I try to come up with a good idea or help somebody, well, it always backfires. Well, even do something just nice, like, yeah. even just something simple, mm-hmm. you're like, why do I do that? Yeah, what do I even offer? Yeah, well, like, even with, like, letting someone over in the car from a different lane, yeah. and then all of a sudden they start going slow. Yeah, they start going slow, or I get stopped at a turn. You're like, damn like, it. Why did I even be nice? Yeah, you'd think that you'd learn. Yeah. <laughs> That applies to everything. I know. That's funny. So, yeah, I mean, the, the co-worker thing. And, and, and once again, you're, I, I don't think that couples necessarily sit down and, and outline. We didn't. No. We weren't like, here's our boundaries. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. I think for us, it was we really learned from our past mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we became very aware of the things that we did in the past 
how it made our partners feel or how we felt. And we just realized we don't want to put each other through that. Mm -hmm. And so it became kind of just an effortless, effortless way of how we operate as a couple. Um, you know, and, and, and we've said it on here before about how like, you know, there, you, you went out with another couple one time to go to the bar when we were dating and you were very uncomfortable. You ended up getting oh, hit on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that And sucked. And it was just like, I don't want to do that again. No. Um, it's not. It wasn't fun yeah. for me at all. You know, and I think that some people do find that fun, though. I know. People, I think some people don't see any harm in, they feel that, I can go out, I can present myself a certain way, and it's okay for the opposite sex to hit on me as long as I don't reciprocate. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Technically, did you do anything wrong? It's like, no, but you got the fishing pole out, Mm -hmm. you put the hook on, you put the worm on the hook, and you threw that shit in the fucking water. (laughs) And just because you reeled it in before a fish got on doesn't mean you weren't fishing. Right, I know. I know, well, I mean, because everybody likes to... That's a Oklahoma redneck analogy. By <laughs> it's it's flattering to be to be hit on and everything, and I think that that's what people want to feel is the flatter. Do you think they seek that because their partner doesn't? Probably. I mean, one of the things that we're we always compliment each other. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. always telling each other how we're attracted to one another and mm-hmm. or you tell me I'm handsome or I tell you you're beautiful or mm-hmm. you how pretty you are and things like that and and once again it's not done intentionally to be like oh shit it's four o'clock I gotta pay her a compliment <laughs> because if I don't give her one compliment today she's gonna go seek that shit somewhere else yeah it's just part of who we are it's genuine and I didn't do that with my ex yeah and I think that it's they're they're because of the lessons learned I think we were able to kind of come into our relationship with with a higher maturity level. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just from our experiences and age alone mm-hmm. gave us an upper hand. But I think we learned from all the avenues of disrespecting our last partners how to actually respect our current, our current partners. Mm-hmm. And so it... It made us better partners for each other. Oh yeah, and I think we've said on here before if if you and I had met ten years earlier, oh. it wouldn't have been a great relationship. No, it wouldn't have. But that's what a lot of people are that listen deal with. I know they're ten years ahead and uh-huh. they're they're going through disrespect and issues and treat mm-hmm. each other like shit and don't know what their boundaries are and they haven't matured and hit that level of of maturity and respect for one another like we at least had in the beginning. Yeah. And so they're trying to stumble along and navigate to get to this point. I know. And and hopefully listening to some someone like us that has gone through it and, you know, even though you may go, be going through it right now, you know, realizing, like I said, like I said in the beginning, I didn't realize what I did wrong, was mm-hmm. wrong in my previous relationship until... I got out of it, and I was like, oh, wow, geez, I really should not have done that. Yeah. Uh, one, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we, we have been very open with each other when, when we were first dating. I mean, e- even simple stuff of, of, you know, how 
you know, you, you went with your family to Vegas or you would go to, mm-hmm. I remember you going to, I think it was like a homecoming game or something with some of your friends yeah. or, mm-hmm. or something like that. We were pretty open with, you know what? I, I don't, I didn't really like that. I didn't, I know you didn't do anything wrong. I don't mm-hmm. not trust you, but I didn't feel good about you doing that. Yeah. And, and it was hard to even quantify and say, because I, I kind of still felt I was a little shell-shocked and probably had some relationship PTSD from my last one where I just didn't trust her at all, that I was really trying to trust you. And you hadn't done anything to betray my trust, but anything that was... Similar to... Well, I didn't want to say similar, but had any, any little inkling of similarity in it made me nervous. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I didn't like hold all that in uh-huh. because that's what I did before. And then I would just blow up. Right. So I wanted to say, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a dick. I don't want to, I, I don't even know if I have a problem with all I know is I didn't feel too great about that. And I'm not mad. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to fight. I just, just want to put it out there. I don't even know what I'm putting out there at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think because we were. So open, open with each, other. with each other, and that's what you know. When we we talked a few episodes about ago about having the right kind of communication, was that the last episode? Oh, I think it was. Seems like it's been yeah. a month since yeah. we recorded. So, it, we talked about the importance of the right communication. That's a really good example of what we did mm-hmm. very early on. Oh yeah. Of we're just going to kind of communicate everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that I know. Helps. Well, and I know, and I don't think that we ever did come off the wrong way towards each other mm-hmm. you know obviously because we didn't we didn't fight about it we didn't argue about it we just talked about it and mm-hmm. you know we let each other know this is this it kind of didn't bothers me good. a little yeah. bit you know and, right. and that's okay for us to feel this way yeah. um but i was i was gonna bring up one one other thing and it's um the boundaries like after you break up with somebody mm-hmm. and i mean i i personally went through that yep. kind of with with my ex mm-hmm. i guess it was a different kind of scenario yeah yeah well yeah go ahead and share share kind of what you went through so I'll, yeah I'll one of in. my one of my old really good friends uh after my ex and I broke up, she was reaching out to him mm-hmm. and was asking him to hang out and asking him to watch movies together. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was weird. I thought right. it was odd. And I didn't, <laughs> even though I wasn't with him, which I, it sounds weird, I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that... Because yeah. it sounds bad because it's like, what the fuck do I care? Yeah. I don't... I'm, I'm the one that left him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the one that ended the relationship. So why do I even care yeah. that she did that? But I think it was just... Well, and I think that that, that type of response is what someone in my position would have felt about that. Like, why are you mad? And, uh-huh. and the person that you're with now, when you, if, if, if you, if you get upset because your ex is seeing someone that you know, or your ex is showing interest in someone, you know, or someone, you know, your friend is showing interest in your ex. 
even if it is on a quote-unquote innocent level and you have a problem with it, your current partner is like, well, haven't you moved on past that? You're with me now. And so one of the things that I had did was I, I looked at it from my perspective of when my ex and I got divorced, how would have I felt if one of my old Navy buddies was like, oh, Seth's wife's back on the market. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out and see how she's doing. And it, it's not jealousy. Mm-mm. And it's not, I feel like I'm missing that partner. I just summed it up with, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's fucked up for the person to want to reach out. And it's fucked up for your ex to do that. Mm-hmm. And I've been that ex that has engaged with an ex's friend who reached out to me when I broke up with someone when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I did it merely because I knew it would piss my ex off. I didn't do it because I was really interested in the other girl. Uh, it was just, well, that's what she gets. Uh-huh. You know, we're, we're on a break. You know, her friends want me. This is funny. Ha ha. That's what she gets. That's mean. And so, it is fucked but up. But it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we talk, guys talk a lot about, well, it's guy code. But it's the same thing for girls. Yeah. It's girl code. You uh-huh. should not. Your friends should never pursue an ex. No. But I do think that there is limits on that. Yeah. How long have you been together? How long have you know were you guys really close? I mean, we, we saw another story. Had you had sex with yeah. that person? We saw a, we saw a story of a, a girl who was seeking help mm-hmm. because. She was interested in her friend's ex. She asked her friend, hey, can I, you know, your ex has reached out to me. I'm attracted to him. I think he's He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. We we have a ton in common. Yeah, and you... You dumped him. You dumped him. Uh Uh-huh. But with that one, it was... It was... was, uh, They weren't... They weren't together that long. No. Yeah. And I don't think that they had, like, really officially become, like... Well, let's say they even had sex. Let's uh-huh. let's go ahead and say that they were at least a couple. Let's say they were dating for six months and they had sex, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now they broke up, and he's attracted to one of her friends, and the friend's attracted to him. At what point is that okay or not okay? Mm-hmm. And and what are the factors to that? Because is it if you were with someone six months and you dumped them? They obviously didn't mean that much to you. Would you really want to throw your friendship away because your girlfriend now wants to date him? Or is the burden of throwing the relationship away on the girlfriend that wants to date him in the first place and not the ex? I know. I don't know who who has to eat that crow. Well, and then, like, you know, if they do, if the friend does end up getting with him and then falling in love with this guy and getting married and they live happily ever after... It seems like it would be okay, <laughs> but, but that's you don't the only know that. way it's okay. Yeah, is if they do live happily ever after. Uh huh. And you don't know for sure if if that's really going to happen, or if they're they're just attracted to each other, and they it's just kind of a. Is he trying to get back at his ex by yeah. hooking up with his friend? Right. Uh-huh. Or is there some? Yeah, and the only way you know that it was justified is if you do live happily ever after, and that unfortunately takes sixty years. Yeah, a long time. Uh-huh. But I would venture to say, if you're going to head down that path, you really don't give a shit about your girlfriend at that point. Yeah, I know. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and but if it does fizzle out and fall apart, and you're on again, off again, and you get divorced, you broke the code, mm-hmm. and you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I totally. So it's a gamble. That. If you choose to head down that path, you better make damn sure that this is your soulmate. And not that you just say that it's your soulmate. You better make damn sure that you do not have any red flags at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to tell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, does it have the legs to get you through it? And if not, it's not even worth the hassle. Because if it fizzles and falls apart, you look like an absolute homewrecker piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For pursuing that person in the first place. Yeah. Well, and even with even with all of that too, we we had someone else reach out about him feeling uncomfortable about his ex talking to his friends, his male friends, male friends, not just talking to him, spending time with him, hanging yeah. out with him, going on trips with him, going out to eat with him, spending a significant amount of time with his male friends mm-hmm. after they have broken up. Yeah. And he's such a nice guy. He was not, he didn't really know how to handle it. Tell his friends or his ex that, hey, I have a big problem with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she looks like she's the one that looks bad in the scenario. He mm-hmm. doesn't. The friends do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The friends Again, definitely look it's bad. Like bro code. Yeah. You uh-huh. should not be hanging out with your friend's ex wife in any way, shape, or form. I don't give a shit how close you think you are. How you feel that you are connected to them, yeah, or what? If you, I don't f- care if you feel like you're being noble. I talked about the pitfalls of that, and you know, well, I just want to make sure she's okay. And shut the fuck up. Do not even head down that path. No. You are wrong for doing that. Boundaries. Yeah. Seriously, I know. I couldn't imagine like, like if if Trent was like trying to hang out with me or something if. If we broke up or something, mm-hmm. and like he wouldn't do that, right? You know, it's just wrong. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to hang out with him if. Well, that, and, and, and once again, that's one of my personalities. Is I'm I'm once the book closes, I move on. Uh-huh. I don't reopen it. I don't look. I don't want to deal with anybody or anything connected to that previous relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hard on people that. Don't know how to move on. I mean, and it would be like, you know, me talking to my ex's friends and mm-hmm. hanging out with them. How would have he felt? Well, and, and even take his feelings away. How would have you looked? Going oh. back to the perception is reality. Uh-huh. It would have looked like something was going on mm-hmm. all along or that you had interest in his friend all along. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what has happened with with this guy mm-hmm. was now to the people involved in that they see the relationships that she is pers- or quote unquote pursuing whether it's friendships or not as what the fuck is she doing mm-hmm. what what was she up to all along I I th- and, and we've already you know seen and, and been exposed to some of the rumors of. This is what she's up to. This is who she's interested in. I think she's got a crush on him. Oh I think, yeah. You know, because that's the perception. Mm-hmm. And once again, you, you can sit there and say, well, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I know the truth. That's fine. But, the but here's what everybody sees. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah, I mean, really with all of this, though, 
just know your each other's boundaries. And some of it you you have to find out. Learn along the way. Yeah, it's not going to be clear. And sometimes you don't, even as, as your own boundaries, you don't even know what your own boundaries may be until someone crosses it and you're like, oh, that stings. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And if that happens, that's where you have to speak up. Yeah. You yeah. have to say, you know what? I don't know why, but this bothered me right here. It doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. And I'm sorry if... If it, it feel if it's like a problem for you, mm-hmm. but it's a problem for me, yeah. and I just don't feel good about it. Yep, and, and you have to communicate it right away. Yeah, and trust your your feelings, trust your gut, and know when you need to talk to your partner about those things because mm-hmm. those are important. And you know, the moment that you that you feel it and you. You don't like that, say it. Mm-hmm. Speak up because eventually it's going to come out. Yep. No matter what. It will. Mm hmm. I don't have anything else. No. Uh-uh. Do you? I don't. No. Yeah. Not at all. All right. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and rate us and review us. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.